what should we be thinking of when it comes to health and fitness? What are some practical tips to get nutrition and exercise in order? Learn the answers to these questions and many more on this episode of the Talk To Me Doc podcast. Need access to cash at fair rates? Doc to Doc Lending believes that when debt can be avoided, it should be. They also realize, however, that sometimes borrowing is necessary to help doctors over short-term cash issues and improve long-term personal financial health. Founded and led by fellow doctors, all of whom started out as cash-strapped residents, Doc to Doc Lending exists not only to meet doctors in their moments of need, but to do so in a way that assesses and appreciates each doctor borrower as only fellow physicians can. Apply for the loan you need with Doc to Doc Lending at drpodcast.com slash doc to doc. That's doc podcast.com slash doc the number two doc welcome to the talk to me doc podcast where it's all about serving the early career physician let's talk about the unique issues that face us so we can create a better future for ourselves and those to come and now your host dr andrew tisser hey everybody it's andrew and welcome back to the talk to me doc podcast for my returning listeners Thank you so much for your support. For my new listeners, you're in the right place because today, like on every episode, I'm bringing you the best guests from all around healthcare and beyond to talk about issues relating to the early career physician. Today, we have a good friend, Dr. Heather Hammerstedt. Heather is an emergency medicine physician with a specialized board certification in lifestyle medicine, as well as additional certifications and trainings in integrative nutrition, health coaching, medical acupuncture, Ayurveda, public and global health. She has 15 years of clinical experience and 16 years coaching experience, having gone to get her health coaching certificate during medical school when she realized the huge hole in our medical education around food and mindfulness and exercise. At this point, she's put in thousands of hours of deep diving into food and weight and mindset to put together a lifestyle transformation blueprint to get women to long-term health without products or BS with real food and lifelong skills for sustainable health futures with a side effect of weight wellness. Her days are spent in Idaho skiing and rafting and playing outside with her two little crazy boys, two furry chocolate dog children, a very entertainment hundy. Well, I know I'm excited, so let's get Heather onto the show. Hey, everybody. Uh, uh, Andrew Tister here. For those who don't know me, um, emergency physician, host of the talk to me doc podcast and a career strategist for early to mid career physicians who are dissatisfied with their career. And I have the honor of hosting uh, Heather here and you can introduce yourself. Yeah, sure. Heather Hammerstead, I'm emergency medicine as well and double board certified in lifestyle medicine and have um, had had the foresight when I was still in medical school to go get a health coaching certificate as an integrative nutrition coach and bringing it full circle these days, really helping people figure out how their brains and bodies work around food and uh, run a coaching company and consulting company called Holist. It's a play off of hospitalists, gastroenterologists, laborists, talking about the whole person and how we can really figure out how our, our bodies and brains work in terms of sustainable health change. And so I love education and I love talking about this kind of stuff, especially to docs, because the better we are, uh, the better we can serve our, our patients, families, and communities. So happy to be here, Andrew. Thank you. Absolutely. And, you know, I think Throughout our medical training, unfortunately, our health and nutrition takes a back seat, uh, exercise as well. Uh, but then even, you know, I think 
myself included throughout residency. I'm like, well, I'll get back into it when I'm done, you know, when it, life is less, less hectic. And oftentimes it that turns out happen. it never is. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> it's sometimes busier when you're at a dead dig. But um, so how, you know, for someone who's really out of the loop and just eating terribly and not exercising at all, you know, how do, how do we get back into it? How do we start? Um, I know you, you, you talk a lot about mindset of, around nutrition as well, but what's step one or step zero? Step one is realizing that we're practicing for progress, not perfection. So it's hard for docs sometimes to realize that like nothing, ha like it doesn't, everything doesn't have to be perfectly laid out for us, that we can just take messy action sometimes. And when it comes to that, it means that like get out of your bed and exercise today or choose this meal. And it doesn't mean that you have to like commit hundred percent to something. It just means that every choice is another chance. And, um, and I think that's important, especially those of us who are, you know, busy doctors with a full practice or families and, you know, side businesses or whatever it is that we're doing. Um, it's, it's hard to put yourself first, um, when we're holding that kind of glass full of perfection. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and we're, Unfortunately, a lot of us are perfectionists and type A and, and want everything uh, exactly right or it doesn't count, right? You had one bad meal and the diet is is done, right? All or um, nothing cognitive dis dissonance. <laughs> We're really good at that as docs, that's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, it's it, people talk about happiness and burnout, you know, as and we talk, talk a lot about career and what we can do in our jobs and, um, we don't talk a lot about everything else, right? Because career is one of the really, I think, four aspects. It's career, it's health, um, it's relationships, and then it's hobbies and fun, in my opinion. Um, and health, uh, I think, really takes, I think it's better now than it was, but really takes a backseat to all the rest. And sometimes just fixing one aspect of the four can really pay dividends to the rest, if you would agree. Absolutely. I mean, I think one of the most important things that we can do as doctors is to buy good shoes and have your own doctor. <laughs> I mean, I think which we really, don't do, <laughs> which we don't do. Right. I mean, we tend to treat ourselves too often. I think we really need an, an impartial person to catch the things that we're not looking for, for ourselves. And, um, especially, you know, you and I in emergency medicine, like my husband always tells me like, you're the worst kind of doctor to marry. Cause I'm like, you're fine. You're not dying. Right. <laughs> but it means that like, we're missing all those smaller things, you know, that we need to be doing for ourselves and for our family. And so I think that's the, the first step to kind of self-care. Um, I think also, um, realizing that like self-care isn't an, an indulgence that like fueling yourself and moving yourself and analyzing your own thoughts are essential to not just your own longevity and well-being emotionally and physically, but also your ability to take care of your family and to take care of your patients and take care of your nurses and take care of your staff. All these people that need us all the time, when we show up, show up half empty, we're not, we're not serving ourselves or serving them. And so um, really figuring out, you know, it's not expensive bath products and yoga and spa appointments. It's like taking the opportunity to turn off the TV to like say no to the second drink or the first drink, right? Saying no to things that you don't want to do when someone wants you to do them. If it's not serving you, it's 
financial independence, right? It's doing work that matters. It's like letting other people take care of themselves so that you can take care of you. You know, it's, it's yeah, so I much love more. That. I mean, self-care is not an indulgence is great and, and it's not selfish, right? That's, that's the other thing, you know, you're not because taking care of yourself does not detract from your ability to take care of others. It enhances it. Yeah. Um, I know I was talking, you know, I used to really enjoy lifting weights. That was one of my things. And, um, I got away from it, of course. And my brother-in-law lives two doors down and we like to lift together and we haven't in months. And we're like, we finally started up again about a month and a half ago, just twice a week, like 20 minutes, half hour. And it's like 20, I can't find 20 minutes in a day right. to just go down to my basement. Not even a you're gym. Gonna, you're <laughs> going to be scrolling for 20 minutes, you know? Like- right. <laughs> I, it's, it's silly when you think about it, but then, um, when you're in the thick of it, you really, oh no, I'm too busy. I don't have 20 minutes. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I think, I think, so you said step one, um, was to just start right. Messy action, like in many things in life. Um, and then you, we mentioned the cognitive dissonance of perfectionism. Uh, what are some other like mental blocks you feel that you've run into with, with physicians, especially? I think that we as physicians, um, we have this tendency to think that like, um, ignoring ourselves is a badge of honor, right? Like Mm -hmm. I can work for 24 hours. I did a 30 hour shift or I didn't have to sleep last night or I didn't nap before my shift or, um, you know, I, I don't take breaks to eat, you know, those kind of things that we just sort of like at least for me for so long was like, that's just what we do. Like I'm the doctor, like that's, um, you know, and, and, um, I think getting over that and realizing the fact that your staff gets lunch breaks means that lunch breaks are important. And I think I figured this out when I was a new mom and I was, you know, pumping all the time that like, I can take a 15 minute break and go pump and take phone calls and finish my charts while I'm doing that because I'm doing it for someone else. But yet I wouldn't take that time to go sit down and drink some water and eat some food for me. Um, so I, I found that to be a really powerful analogy and realizing how much I was putting everyone else ahead of me and how the badge was not serving me. Um, so I think, I think that's one, I, I think just in general, when we're talking about nutrition, um, hi, Dr. Kalsa, nice to see you. Um, (laughs) I think, um, I think when it comes to food, I think also that doctors have a habit of eating really fast and of, um, of taking whatever's convenient. So how many times, well, we're emergency medicines. We probably don't get to the doctor's lounge that often, but I'm sure at some point in the middle of the night, you've snuck to the doctor's lounge and they have a refrigerator there where there's like a half eaten sandwich that someone put back into the refrigerator (laughs) or like the half eaten potato chip bag, right? Like that's like the perfect analogy for like, first of all, very doctors are very weird, but secondly, like what, you know, the, the choice that they're making to eat really fast and stick something back in that was not serving them. And so I think really important for us to figure out like why we're eating, when we're eating, what we're eating, all three of those things I think are really essential for us to be getting the healthiest bodies and healthiest minds, um, that we can. That's great. I mean, I think, uh, definitely been there with the sandwiches, uh, fortunately, uh, um, tell me you don't put half of it back in. <laughs> no, no, I, I, you know, 
I was told to finish my plate. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Oh, hi, Dr. Nelson. Welcome. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's really true. And especially for those of us that work nights, um, how often is there just a pizza in the staff lounge? Right. Yeah. And you just run back there and shove a slice in your face and run back out. Um, and unfortunately I think the eating really fast, I can't stop it in my personal life. Like, you know, you go to a restaurant and then I'm just, well, when we used to go to restaurants, I, uh, I'd be done in a second, um, because I just can't stop. So I think it's all, you know, grabbing a bite here and there, but I mean, honestly, especially in the emergency department, if you taking 10 minutes to eat something healthy and sit down, I think you're going to take care of the next 10 patients way better. Uh, yeah. I wish I did it more often, but I'm getting there. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I, I set an alarm for myself, mm. um, that even if I don't go and take that break at the alarm, at least the alarm reminded me that I meant to do it. Um, and for me, it's all about being mindful. Like it's being mindful about the choices about how I'm fueling and moving myself It's being mindful about the thoughts that I'm creating about how I want my life to be. And that includes when I'm on shift. So it's figuring out, again, I mentioned the good shoes, right? But like being thoughtful about the shoes that you're wearing and being mindful about how you're transitioning from one room to the other room. It's being mindful about how am I going to take care of myself so I can get through a 12-hour shift. And these days it's even harder because we're, um, because we're wearing masks, right? And so we can't even really drink water while we're on shifts. And so um, forcing yourself to go and sit down and, um, and, and mindfully eat. So you're talking about eating really fast. Like I often will, will bring chopsticks with me <laughs> so that I have to eat really slowly and it feels really painful because you want to like get back out there and see whatever it is. But if you have your phone, they know how to find you. If you have a computer in front of you, you can multitask and do some other things while you're still like kind of taking care of yourself. Um, and like we always say, you know, like you can't fill someone else's cup if yours is empty, right? If you don't process the emotion of one room before you move to the other, um, you're either going to burn out because you're not processing your emotion or you're not going to be able to take care of that second person. It's the same thing. If you're that you're the first person, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I mean, that makes complete sense. I think, you know, it, it's always like, oh, well, what's going to happen? I mean, the nurses know how to find you if there's a problem, right? That uh, they will yeah. find you. Um, <laughs> and another 10 minute wait is not going to change anybody's four to six hour ER stay, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, just yeah, have comments, you ever mistakenly right? switched to the nurses like radios, the radio uh, where they're like, Eyes on Dr. Hammerset, eyes on Dr. Hammerset, eyes on Dr. Hammerset. It's like being at home where like, you know, I can't even go to the bathroom without people finding me. The nurses can find you. They can find you. I'm, I mean, I work in a very small hospital now, so they they know exactly how to find me in all my hiding spots. But um, when I was working at bigger hospitals and we had like the vocera, like walkie talkies, I yeah. mean, you go to the bathroom and be like, delete, you know, and then, oh God, <laughs> totally. just one second. Uh, some comments here. We got uh, Dr. Kalsa saying her post-call freebie breakfast in residency gifted her 15 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Mine yeah. was a scone. Every time I would work a day shift, I'd eat a scone and that didn't help. <laughs> yeah. And Dr. Nelson saying more often than not, I tend to fast at work. So that 
that's really great if you're doing that mindfully. So I do that as well. So I, um, I teach intermittent fasting to our clients and, and it's really great for some people and other people it's not, it depends on kind of how your brain works around restriction and where you are with your mindset around that. But, um, I often find that fasting at work is a really, um, beneficial thing if you've decided ahead of time that that's part of your plan. But if you're just not eating, <laughs> that's not the same as fasting. <laughs> like <laughs> Fasting is the decision of like how you fueled yourself in order to get to a hormonal release um, between meals, right? Giving yourself a vacation from insulin between meals. And so, um, yeah, so, so planning for that is great. And it's much easier to fast when you're busy than, than just sitting around. That's for sure. Absolutely. I think, uh, I'm for those of us who are very susceptible to hanger, uh, fasting is not a good idea. Um, you know, the Snickers bar commercials just maybe replace that with not a Snickers bar. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's really, you know, I want to dig in a little bit to something you said a few minutes ago, you said, um, that you're trying to be more mindful as to what you what you want your life to be. Um, and so how does that relate to like eating on shift? Um, I think, um, I think that eating is integral into how you are running your life. And I find that if I'm eating whole foods, real food, I always like to say if it, if it was born or if it was grown, you should eat it. <laughs> Otherwise you should not. Um, and I am primarily plant-based, but I still do have some animal products, but I do, I think that um, making that choice in terms of how you're feeling your body. I feel entirely different when I am eating how I've decided to eat. I sleep better. My mood is more steady. steady. I have less of those spikes of emotions. Um, I can exercise better. I'm stronger. All of those things. It also means that I'm more empathic when I'm at work, that my um, interaction with my staff is more steady. Um, and so I think it's all related. Like if I'm thinking about how I want my life to be, do I want it to be steady? Do I want it to be mindful? Do I want to have chosen the way that I'm allowing my body to feel and for how to rest and uh, my interactions with people that all starts with food, um, to me. And so to be mindful, um, about my life is the same as being mindful with my food. Yeah. I love that. I think that's really true. Uh, you definitely, when you feel better in one aspect of your life, you feel better in the rest. So, um, yeah. and yeah, Dr. Nelson's saying that she gains with intermittent fasting, uh, at night, especially with cortisol and stress and lack of sleep. Um, I would imagine that's probably true. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, our cortisol spikes at different times, depending on our circadian rhythm. Um, our growth hormone also changes depending on, um, our, circadian rhythm. So, um, if you're awake at a time that your, your body thinks you're not supposed to be awake, um, those you will, you will get cravings and you will eat more. Um, and your cortisol and your growth hormone will kind of fight with your, uh, digestive hormones a bit and your hunger hormones in terms of what it is that you're taking in. Um, and will and obviously if your cortisol is high, um, your body thinks that you're in a fight, right? And so it's not going to be burning excess fat if it thinks that you should be running from a bear, right? It's keeping everything um, close to the heart. So 
Um, yeah, so those are great points. I think us shift workers struggle with this a little bit. And for me, you know, I'm a prime, I'm a nocturnist. I have been for six years. And so, um, for me, it's been very careful plotting about, um, how my food and exercise relates to when I'm on a string of shifts or if I'm off. So I generally work five or six on and then work and then I'm off for 10 to 14. And so, um, I purposefully do that so that I can shift completely um, back into regular life. Um, and I change my eating schedules accordingly to make sure that I'm shifting in and out of that. Yeah, that makes sense. I think for those nocturnists and those, uh, for example, hospitalists that do a week of nights at a time, that's helpful for, you know, people like me that do a one-off here and again, it is very challenging. Yeah, no, I do. I, I mean, I did that for 10 years and, Um, it's, I, that's, I mean, people are always like, how do you just work nights? I'm like, how do you work all the, all of the times? You know what I mean? Like the shifting from a day to an evening to a night back to a day, one day off and then a weekend. I mean, it's, it's pretty chaotic. And I think, um, in terms of food and exercise is really hard to figure that out. Um, unless you do what I do, which is I literally make a calendar that's just for me Hmm. that like, it's not the kids, it's not my husband, it's not work it's not EM work. It's not holist work. It's like me, like, and I, in that way, like I can, if I pull up my calendar, I see me, I see when I'm supposed to be planning the food. I see when I'm going to be exercising. I'm saying when I'm taking rest time. So that if someone wants to schedule a call with me, they can't. If someone asks me to do something, there's something on the calendar. So I'm not just seeing work. I'm seeing me. And, and that's been an essential shift for me to be able to schedule myself into my life, so to speak. Um, and, um, and I think for you guys who are kind of all over the map in terms of your scheduling, that's even more important. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I think it's, um, I had a client who, who just, he said he had no time to do any of the work that he wanted to work with me about. And, uh, I, that was one thing I told him, I said, just put 20 minutes on a calendar and put it in your calendar and it's a meeting. It's just yeah. with yourself. Um, and that would help great. I mean, that's, that's one of those things sometimes for us busy professionals, we just have to do. Um, so f- for those of us that have chaotic schedules, um, would you recommend, like, for example, if I'm going from a day to a night back, you know, then a day off or something, um, I always wonder about what to do. Like it, the day, you know, for example, I'm going in at 7 PM tonight, let's say, should I eat normally during the day and like not eat at night or like, is there, I don't know if there's a good answer, but what would you recommend for people like that? So, um, I think that it depends on what the whole week looks like. So if primarily during the week in that kind of seven day stretch, are you going to be primarily awake during the day or primarily awake at awake at night? And if usually prim- I'll just do like two nights and then yeah. go back to normal. And then back. Yeah. yeah. So I would, I would try to stay on a day eating schedule. Um, if I was only working one or two nights, okay. I would eat like, I would eat like eat, eat in my eight hour when I usually eat within an eight hour window and don't eat in the 16. That's just kind of how I give myself a hormonal break. Um, and give my brain a break from food. And so I would eat my two meals in the eight hours um, of what seems like daytime. So if you sleep until four, right, you eat at four o'clock when you wake up and then at like 10 o'clock you're working all night and you go back to sleep. And that way it's easier to shift that back into daytime 
when you're coming off of that and you eat at 12 and at eight or something like that. And the next day it's easier to shift it into a morning time eating schedule. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's actually really helpful. I'm going to try that next week. Um, so yeah, that's, that is really good. And I'll try, uh, not to avoid the nurse's pizza as much as possible. So that's yeah. Uh, you know, my rule is that I made years ago is I just don't eat anything anyone else brings into work because it's never good. It's all no. bullshit, right? It's yeah, like sure. it's Domino's pizza or it's like candy or someone made a cake, right? It's like in, that doesn't help you fuel your brain, right? It makes you it makes it makes you crash later and it makes you crazy right after you get and like you don't have kids yet, but like my kids are like. They have like they look like a caricature of what all of us feel like when we have sugar, when they have sugar. Right. They're just like complete Muppet mayhem. Right. And like that's the way we all feel when we have that kind of stuff and we crash later and we can't effectively take care of people. So. So, yeah. So I um, when I used to when I bring food to work, it's like I I brought food. And so that is what I promised myself I was going to do. We always make better decisions ahead of time than we do in the moment. Right. So planning ahead for what you want to have. And just if you take the question of am I going to eat that off the table of a continue? Am I going to eat that? Am I going to eat every time you walk past it? Am I going to eat that? Am I going to eat that? Am I going to eat that? Right. If you take that out of your brain to just be like, I, you know, these are the things about your thoughts, right? Like I don't eat things other people bring to work. Mm. It's just, you just don't, you just don't have to think about it. Right. You just don't actually now I probably shouldn't be eating anything anybody brings, (laughs) but, (laughs) um, yeah, no, that, that's actually a really good strategy. I'm going to employ that as well. Um, so, you know, we talked a bit about, uh, mindset as regards to food and kind of just getting started and some tips and tricks for shift workers. Um, as far as exercise, you know, I think, I think everyone thinks that, um, you need an hour at the gym, um, or you, you know, you gotta, you gotta put aside a significant amount of time to get any meaningful exercise in. And, um, you know, what do you say to that? So the lifestyle medicine data shows that, um, sitting is associated with 10% of all cores mortality. Wow. <laughs> Just sitting. Okay. So So if you can just not sit, right, if you can stand with a mobile computer while you're at work, if you can walk while you're dictating, like any of that is better than nothing, right? So the the data really shows from the American College of Sports Medicine and and the Lifestyle Medicine Colleges, um, pretty consistent that you get the best health benefits at 150 minutes per week of moderately vigorous exercise. So five days, 30 minutes, or however you want to break it up. Um, more than that, like you get some incremental benefit, but not necessarily. And less than that, again, just a little bit less here all the way. So is it a goal for 150 minutes? Yes. Like that's what the data shows. Anything you can do is better. So people who have like sitting down physician jobs, right? Like getting up once an hour and walking around for two minutes makes a huge difference. And so every little bit that you can do, um, you know, whether like sometimes I give myself a challenge that like between every third patient, I'm going to do like a wall sit, like something like that, like just something to get my body moving while I'm there. Um, and then in terms of like what kind of exercise, it really depends on, um, on your goals. So if you're looking for endurance and cardiovascular, you know, benefit, really, you are going to be looking at more 
um, cardio respiratory work. So whether that's running or biking or kind of those kind of endurance things, if you're looking for weight loss, it's actually resistance training that is going to be the most beneficial um, because you're building muscle that burns energy when you're not, when you're no longer exercising. Otherwise, if you're doing cardio, you're burning that energy while you're doing it. And then it stops when you're not doing it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. That's very helpful. Okay. So that's, uh, so anything, uh, do something, right? Don't sit. Anything. That's what yeah. I got. Anything. Right. Yeah. Great. Um, Heather, could you, uh, just give us a little bit of rundown on whole list? I, I think it's, uh, for those who don't know about your company, it's really interesting. And I think what you've done is, is really amazing. So, um, just for the listeners out there, if you could just give us a little rundown on, uh, what your company is about and what you stand for. Yeah, totally. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, so um, lifestyle medicine is a, a specialty within medicine that is helping physicians use the evidence behind food and sleep and exercise and mindfulness for the prevention and reversal of disease. For me, it's been the perfect addition of my you know 20 year history of this integrative nutrition coaching and really putting together a team of coaches that work with me around weight science coaching and around mindset around food coaching. So I uh, basically is a 12 week university level course on weight science and neuroplasticity. Every day people get learning because I'm all about education, <laughs> um, learning about how their bodies and brains work and, and uh, the, the nuts and bolts of nutrition. Um, and then they have two personal coaches that help them one on weight and one on mindset to really integrate that knowledge into their specific life, because I can give you all the information that you want, but if you don't take a step to figure out how it works into your life sustainably, it's just another diet, right? Like the point of this is to get out of diet mentality, to help people get to the bodies and brains that they want within the life that they live and the construct of their life so that they can make sustainable health change um, instead of just restricting themselves for a little bit of time, losing weight and then gaining it all back. Um, so really helping people figure, figure that part out. And it's really fun at this point. I have, you know, 13 coaches and, um, three strategy coaches, a couple admin folks, and, um, we love what we do and we're a great family and, um, take care of each other and, and get really excited every time we get to help someone change their life. That's awesome. Well, you know, the passion definitely rings through. So, um, I've, I mean, I've really learned a lot today actually. So, uh, I'm going to put this all into work on my next shift. So I yeah. appreciate you coming on here and talking to my audience and, uh, giving, uh, giving a little bit more about what you do and what you stand for. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, if anybody has any more questions, we'll stay on for a minute or two. Uh, otherwise you can always reach us in the comments below later when you get out of work and are ready to stop sitting. Yeah, absolutely. We'll check in and out. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening and, uh, till next time. Oh, and one last thing. Remember Doc2Doc Lending I mentioned at the beginning of the show? If you need quick and simple access to cash and are looking for physician-preferred rates, be sure to reach out to Doc2Doc Lending at drpodcastnetwork.com slash DOC, the number two DOC. A fantastic episode with Dr. Heather Hammerstedt. I really enjoyed her practical tips for mindfulness, and including nutrition and exercise education, and my selfish little question about what to do on night shift. If you enjoyed this show, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave me an honest rating and review. It really helps get the word out there. The other thing I'd like you to do after listening is visit my website at andrewtisserdo.com, where you can find a free 
four-part video series about my transformation from burnout to career satisfaction with practical tips along the way. Remember, if you need any direct help with your career, whether it is transitioning to a non-clinical career, starting a business or side gig, or just making some more time for you, go to andrewtisserdo.com ss and schedule a complimentary call. That's all we have for today, everybody. Keep talking. All opinions expressed by the guest in this episode are solely the guest's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Andrew Tissardio, TalkToMe.LC, or any affiliates thereof. The guest's opinions are based upon information he or she considers reliable, but Andrew Tissardio, TalkToMe.LC, nor any affiliates thereof warrant its completeness or accuracy. The guest, Andrew Tissardio, TalkToMe.LC, or any affiliates thereof are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided in this episode. The guest statements and opinions are subject to change without notice.